This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible-reading, gun-toting, Air Force veteran, wife and mom, righteously American. It's true. All the things the man said are true. Also, it's true that I love interviewing great guests, and I love talking to people who are in a process that I'm in or who are somehow I feel connected to. And our next guest is no different. She is a licensed professional counselor and therapist. She's a Christian who brings that perspective, that biblical worldview to her work. And she's written three books, but the one that I'm most concerned with is this heavy tome called Generations Deep, Unmasking Inherited Dysfunction and Trauma to Rewrite Our Stories Through Faith and Therapy. And I have to tell you, um, the connection that we have is Mark Cox, who's a local morning show host of the conservative blowtorch 97.1 FM News Talk. His wife, Michelle, is this amazing book coach, and I've been working with her. She's a manuscript coach. She's, she's just an all-around fun person, so much fun to work with. And she said, we're launching a book this week, this was a few weeks ago. And she said, you've got you've to get on the launch page and see how this works because it's so much fun. It's going gonna, it's gonna to motivate you. So I didn't, hadn't expected to actually think, oh, you know, the book that is in the launch would be anything I'd be interested in. But it actually is. This is an amazing subject because most of us just assume that if we work hard enough and we're careful enough, we won't end up sounding like our mom or acting like our dad or kind of carrying out the same things that we said, oh, I'll never do that. But then when we do, it's kind of a surprise. And so this book by Gina Berkmeyer, it doesn't just unpack it. It helps you, as she says, rewrite your story. So Gina, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Stacey. It's really great to be with you. So first off, why did you write this book? Oh, my goodness. So many reasons. Um, I would say that a simple answer to that question is that I really wanted to pass on the things that I've learned both personally and professionally. And I wanted to help other people find that space to heal and create healthy patterns in their own families. But I would say the more complex answer to that is that as a therapist, uh, this is common for me. I explore these ideas with clients a lot. uh, And I help individuals challenge some of those misunderstandings, particularly around what might qualify as trauma or dysfunction and recognize how deep the roots of some of those beliefs and behaviors go and the unhealthy patterns that can result. And sometimes when we don't recognize them, it becomes very difficult to break the cycle because we can't even identify it. And yet these places of generational influence really are what inform us and form us. They influence our beliefs about others, about ourselves, about God, how we relate in this world, and what is healthy and what is unhealthy. So a lot of reasons wrapped into into why I wrote this book and also helping people broaden their perspective around what might qualify as trauma. Um, In fact, there's even something in the book that actually gets specifically to that working with over 60 trauma-informed therapists to create a questionnaire that actually helps people identify some things that perhaps they never before gave themselves the permission to identify as being as influential in in their lives as they were. 
So can let's say let's let's I want to run down the gamut of different things that might qualify for um you know an exploration within this book that can help this book can help with. Let, let's say um let's go with it, something that's a little unconventional but is a huge problem for a lot of people like um unhealthy relationship with food. Can that be something that stems from trauma? So it can be something that stems from trauma. It can also be something that stems from you know, what I often say is we've got this implicit, covert, and the explicit and overt, right? So while it could stem from trauma, that is possible, it can also stem from just unhealthy behaviors and beliefs around food that um, in order to connect with somebody, you you have to eat. In order to celebrate something, you have to eat. In order to feel comforted, comforted you have to eat. Um, on the trauma side, there can be pieces of that that are um, attached to trauma. It can be that when something was going wrong in the family, um, particularly in our formative years um, and our developmental years, that maybe food was the thing that we went to for comfort, to feel safe, um, to hide, to numb ourselves. And so, yes, there can even be roots and things like that as well. And that can be a place where it's far more implicit or covert. Um, and, and the sad thing is that whether it's food or something else, we get wrapped up in how these things play out in our lives. And oftentimes the shame we feel around those things can really shut us down from, from the place of not giving ourselves permission to explore what was it around those things that contributed to those behaviors in my life. Because not that that excuses us to continue in behaviors and patterns that are unhealthy for ourselves and for those around us, but it does take some of, it helps to deal with some of the shame because we can understand, oh, well, it makes sense that here is where I am because this was my experience and mom's experience and mom influenced me this way because this is how mom was influenced. And it's not about pointing sharp fingers of blame. It's about changing the narrative so that we can change what we pass from one generation to the next. And those stories that we're telling ourselves now, we can change the story because that story you tell yourself most often is going to be the one that will become most true. So speaking of, of what becomes most true, when, when you're working with patients and, you know, you're helping people to navigate this process, obviously it's the work that you've done with them that also kind of informed you and, and helped you to know, hey, I, I need to write this in a book for people that you can't actually reach because this book has gone far and wide. You're number one in your category. It was an instant bestseller on Amazon, which was, it, that's a feat. Um, people are cranking out books 24 hours a day and uploading them to Amazon. And you were able to not only cut through all of the, the uh, it's like a mountain of content, but your message resonated immediately with people in the category and it catapulted you were, your image, your book image was ahead of Oprah at one point and then just kept moving up, which I didn't even know she had a new book out, but I knew about yours. So um, is it that you've seen success with your with your patients in dealing with their traumas in this way that helped to kind of inform you on what you wanted to put in this book? Yes, absolutely. And if I can say it also is the result of my own journey um, in the book, that is the way that I take you through exploring your own story we start by exploring mine and we go back four generations. We start with my great grandparents and we move forward and we look at how things like um, unresolved hurts, unresolved trauma, unaddressed dysfunction can result in 
the things that move forward. So our ability to attach successfully to our caregivers, our thoughts around how we can protect ourselves, things that were adaptive for us in our young years become maladaptive as we move forward. And when I sit with clients and in my own story, finding these things, seeing those aha moments, and then acknowledging that it opens this giant box of grace and mercy. And um, really, it's emotional capital is what we begin to build because we learn to have this compassion for ourselves and where we are and compassion for those who went before us, not to ever excuse behavior, but forgiveness is a powerful tool and we can't, it's not always a one and done and we can't get there right away. But as those are pieces and parts of the story that helps us move forward to our own journey of healing and hope. And so I, the, the message of healing and hope is one that, I mean, a lot of people are desperate for that right now. Um, in fact, I, I was reading stories early on in the pandemic of people who were in their marriage, you know, discovering that there was an affair because be, everyone's working from home. So there was no place to escape to. So, you know, mm-hmm. phone patterns and patterns of needing to not be at home and things like that kind of unlocked all of this, you know, things, the unknown. It was things people didn't know their spouses were doing. Um, and also unlocking kind of relational differences that were undealt with because people were passing each other like ships in the night. And now they were spending 24 hours a day together at home and they're realizing things about each other that they never knew. And then the self-examination that comes out of that where people are really truly not happy with themselves and realizing it. And this book is is a way to start to address unhappiness that we feel within ourselves. Because I think that that is a huge it's a huge precursor to problems in interpersonal relationships, unhappiness within yourself. It comes out in relationships with other people. 100%. And I think that oftentimes we don't even understand how deep the roots of that unhappiness go. And I think that this is a place where we can really begin to explore and learn that. And I often say, particularly with couples, it isn't about the two people in the room. It's about all the people who formed and informed the development of the two people that are in the room. And so it's what this person has brought to the table and this person has brought to the table that are coming against and rubbing up against one another and causing this friction and these challenges. And so that is a place where we can really begin to do some work. And because oftentimes it, it might surprise you to know how often people will come to the therapy room and it's that whole thing of when the pain of staying the same is finally recognized as greater than the, what the pain of change might be, then they come and they look for the change. But oftentimes when we're sitting together and things begin to come out about her family and his family, these are things I'm sitting with people married a decade and they didn't know these things about one another. They didn't know that this ran in this family or that this person experienced that trauma. And so things begin to make sense. They start to broaden their ability to have compassion and empathy and grace for the other person and really see them through a different lens. And healing in a relationship can happen that way as the healing internally is happening. One of the concepts in the book is transgenerational epigenetic inheritance from a behavioral perspective. And the idea around that is that we, while our DNA is not our destiny, epigenetics is what often most informs the things that we pass down from one generation to the next. And epigenetics has an influence all of its own. And one of the most significant influencers from a behavioral perspective are our relationships with people. 
to the people that have informed us, the people that we grow up around. And so that's a really important piece of the exploration that I do with couples and with individuals. I think that's so beautiful because that is um, knowing more about each other as a couple actually facilitates a closer relationship. And often, you know, because of shame, which you mentioned earlier, and it's such a, a huge, it's like a knife that cuts through experiences and, and breaks us apart. And if you, if you believe in what the shame tells you, then you can't share, but sharing actually battles the shame down to the ground and eliminates it. And then there's an understanding between people. There's a closeness and intimacy that comes from sharing the things that you might be ashamed of. And that knowledge of the other person strengthens the relationship. But we don't, we don't think about it that way. If we have something we're not sharing out of shame, it's because we're afraid of the reaction of the other person. And so you're helping people to work through that. That is the goal. I think shame is the great isolator. I think um, because I come from a redemptive worldview and a biblical worldview, I take a look at the shame piece as we can see the evidence of that. That was actually the first negative emotion experienced. If you think about the garden, Mm -hmm. they were naked and afraid, right? They were ashamed. They covered themselves because they felt shame. They hid because they felt shame. And I think that shame is such an isolator and such a divisive thing. Um, It pulls us apart from one another. And our belief about the story someone else is saying in their head about who we are will keep us from really putting ourselves out there and trying to connect. And the, the heartbreaking piece of that is at the end of the day, each and every one of us really just want to be fully seen and fully known. And that's what we're, and so that, that's how we are fully loved. We have to be fully seen and fully known, and we have to put ourselves out there for that. And shame tries to prevent us from doing that. Wow. So, I mean, there's so much more we could talk about, but I'm just thinking through um, some of the things that touched me as I was going through the book. And I, I, what I love about the way that the book is formatted is you have, like, you have your subheaders. Uh, you just mentioned transgenerational epigenetic inheritance, which um, you, you have a title, a, a chapter entitled A Science Break, Science Meets Scripture, <laughs> Transgenerational Epigenetic Inheritance. And not for anyone to be um, intimidated by that terminology. In this chapter, you actually have a call out box. If shame is a part of your foundation, it's likely to determine your ceiling with little to no clearance to hold your head up high. Shame can be a legacy of its own and there's science to prove it. And so you you do that throughout the book. You introduce us to Dean in later chapters. Um, you know, you 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 take us through um case studies of people that you've interacted with. And so it's it's almost like a full buffet that you have to take in a little at a time as you're working your way through the book. Um, but at the end, there's an opportunity for healing here in the book so that people who may be listening to this podcast from all over the country um, who can't come here to St. Louis to become one of your patients, your client, you know, Gina Berkmeyer, can't, they can't see you. Th- they can see you in this book. Like you can help them work through this. This book actually has a, a process that it takes you through to help you with healing from whatever that is, the inherited dysfunction, the trauma. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because that really is something that I hope people will feel. I even say it in the book often. I I wish we were sitting eyeball to eyeball. I want to hear your answer to this. I want you to feel me cheering you on. I want you to know that I hear you and I see you. I want you to feel me locking arms with you as we're walking through my story to walk through your story. 
um, there are pieces that help you explore some facets of what therapy can look like and what that healing journey can look like. There are pieces of the book that talk about the, the combination of Jesus and a therapist and why that is important. Um, there is a piece of the book that helps you to identify how to find your own counselor to walk along this road with you. And so this was my attempt at taking these things that I want to pass on to people that I will never be able to sit eyeball to eyeball with and put it into their hands and say, here, I'm going to do this with you as best I can. And so I really appreciate you bringing that piece out. Well, I got to say, um, there's so much more we could talk about, but I don't want to go too deep into the discussion because I'm encouraging everyone who listens to the podcast to buy the book. You can find it on Amazon. The link to the Amazon purchase uh, page is actually in the show notes of today's podcast. Gina Berkmeyer is an author and licensed professional counselor with a master's degree in psychology and theology from Covenant Theological Seminary and an advanced training in techniques to help people heal from trauma. She also teaches on topics related to shame, generational trauma, and behavioral epigenetics. Gina, it has been my pleasure to interview you here on the podcast. And I can't wait till we have our coffee together with Michelle. I'm looking so forward to that. Thanks, Stacey. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. We are actually going to share a little bit about someone very important to this podcast and my uh, SiriusXM program now. We have closed the loop on advertising with uh, our our sponsor, the Alliance for Shared Health. And I want to ask you, are you looking for an affordable health care option? Are you upset by the health insurance options offered by the ACA? If so, head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com, click the banner ad for the Alliance for Shared Health, and sign up for health sharing. ASH is a health share ministry with over 40,000 households participating. And as a member, you share in the financial burden of health care expenses, including needs sharing for critical illness, accidents, dental, and vision. You can access the virtual care provider at zero cost, pick up your prescription from the pharmacy using the share prescription card, and order lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. Open enrollment is now. Don't miss out on the chance to save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Reach out to Ash today. Head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad and sign up now. That's StaceyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad and start sharing and saving today. The Alliance for Shared Health. Changing healthcare, changing lives. more for you on the next podcast. Until then, check me out at SiriusXM, the Patriot Channel 125, 9 p.m. to midnight.